So I'm Ijo from Bayelsa State, while my husband is Bagi from Kaduna. I'm from Imo State. My husband is from Edo State. I would rather marry for my tribe. I think mine is a very beautiful one. Marriage is the union between two people of different background and different upbringing. Do ethnic and tribal differences play a huge role in how successful a marriage can be? Well, let's find out. Hello, my name is Lilian Ogazi and this is The Bearing coming to you from Daily Trust. In this episode, we're looking at inter-ethnic marriages and its ups and downs and different sides to it. We will be asking if inter-ethnic marriages can foster national peace. Marriage is a beautiful thing that is celebrated uniquely amongst every tribe and religion. It sees the coming together of two different individuals who have been raised in different backgrounds by different family values and different ideologies. When it comes to ethnicity, Nigeria is a country blessed with over 371 ethnic groups and amongst those exist different practices, culture, languages and delicacies. Although marriage between ethnic groups occur, but they usually come with lots of stories. What is it like getting married to someone outside your ethnic group? Well, let's listen to some married couple who broke the barrier to marry outside their ethnic group as they tell us their experience. My name is Janet Samuel. I'm from Bielsa State. My husband is from Kaduna State. So I'm Ijo from Bielsa State, while my husband is Baggy. From Kaduna State, and we'll be married for will be twelve this year. Twelve years. Yes. So, how was it like? How did you get married to a baggy man from Kaduna State? Were you easily yeah. accepted? I sincerely wasn't. We met in school, so I think when the parent got to know about the whole thing, when he made it, it known to them and told them it was me he wanted. In fact, a meeting was held because of it. And I remember him telling me an uncle of his brought a fair-looking lady from the Baggy Kingdom. So from their side, though, a lady was brought and the uncle was like, it's obvious he just wanted my fairness. So they also have fair people in Baggy land that he should marry that one. But he actually stuck to what he wanted. In fact, he had issue with a step-grandfather of his as the then-husband of his grandmother. He had issue with him that he had to even leave the house because he was staying with them, that he had to leave. It was really serious. How did this make you feel? I felt some type of way, actually, because I sincerely didn't want drama. I had a rough life, so I wouldn't want to get married again into somewhere I'm not accepted. So I never felt accepted somewhere because I lost my parents so they want to also now get married into a family where I'll continue feeling the way I was feeling right from time and I thought marriage was going to be an escape for me but them bringing up such an issue really made me scared that I had to give in to a supposed proposal I was having back then in Zaria. I had to like, okay, let me give this other person a chance and see. So that was what I did. So at the point I double dated before I now had to like, well, sincerely, this is where my heart is. There was acceptance before I came in. 
and i think for them what they, they it was more being scared than not liking me at all okay. because they were scared of girls from south south they had some things about girls from the south so they were actually kind of no it's better they get someone from the baggy does they better get a baggy girl for him they feel baggy girls are calm than girls they feel girls from the south are hostile so after we got married they got to know that i'm more of house myself because i never stayed over there so having known the kind of thought they have towards me i now decided to really coordinate myself and they kind of to prove them wrong to let them know girls from the south south are also marriage material 100 years <laughs> oh, okay so how about language for the children what language do your children speak most bagi or ijo how has it been like when it comes to teaching them a language in fact, in fact that's terrible my husband does not speak bagi i don't speak ijo okay so, so the children only speak english so that's an issue if he had married a bagi girl now at least she would have helped out i am chief emmanuel <laughs> I am from Ami Umunobo Oku in the Kedru local government area of Imo State, Nigeria. And my wife is from Obutong in Calabar municipality. Uh, 29 years approximately. Well, every individual, there are different uh, strokes. Every individual has his or her experiences in regard to interpersonal marriage. But I think mine is a very beautiful one, a very wonderful experience. So I've not had issues and uh, we live like a sister brother. Apart from going to school and being literate enough, even though I know that even most people who go to school too could be more queer than anything, but at least we have a different lifestyle blended uh, in between us, two of us that we... We, we tolerate a lot of things to allow this to rain. We What people take very seriously or very seriously, we don't look at it as anything. We, we play over it. And it's a very beautiful way of living. And you know, my wife is so... The, 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 the community as a whole, the family, they love her, even love her more than they love me. Because they call her a good woman. Monique, one of her aunties, before she died, nicknamed her a good woman. Because when she comes in, she is open-hearted to everybody. No distinction. She gives you freely. Her pot is a pot for everybody. People will carry plates and call, Mama Maka, where is that your soup? And she freely gives without uh, looking backward. So our house is also open. So my sisters also love her to, 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 to a fault. They don't believe she can be faulted in any way. So if I even have a little issue with her now, they will side her. That is a big problem to me now because even my son, I'm just taking off. But at least my first daughter will be able to speak Ebola language. I'm happy about that. But uh, my son and uh, the other my daughter is a kid. Uh, I fought, try to force speaking language on them. You, they, 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 my wife understands Igbo. You know, when you speak around her, she picks everything. But to speak is a problem. So she's struggling to have it her wish. Uh, my son is also well. I'm just watching over him. Maybe after some time, I, it's like I'm going to engage an Igbo teacher to teach him. Well, uh, before you go into any relationship, first of all, you know, try and watch the person you are going out with. How close the person is to his family? Will he be the type that if there's any problem, he just kicks you out immediately? Or will he be the type that will even defend you before his own people? You know. So the the advice is you have to look critically the inner behavior of the person. So that you can, you know, it's a difficult thing to assess, but you have to do something. You have to look at it critically. You may have to make some focus uh, to understand the behavior of the people towards you in due time. Particularly when things are becoming difficult, you now watch out how they behave towards. So 
those are the things you have to look out for yes. and to learn to be tolerant. Yes. They should learn to adjust to whatever situation they find themselves. My name is Chinomso Momo and I've been married for a year plus, over a year now. I'm from Imo State. My husband is from Edo State. Yeah, it's been okay. It's been okay, really. Nothing, um, the, our tribal differences have not interfered in our marriage in any way. Initially, it was, um, for, okay, let's say before we got married, it was going to be a little problem. That was before we got married. But along the line, that was, it, it wasn't a problem anymore. But so far, it's been okay. It, it has not interfered in our marriage. Um, in fact, I've been, I've been making food <laughs> from my place, from Emo's place. I'm making eagle soup for him and he has really been loving them and not really a problem per se. You know this thing with um, us, I don't know if it's a Nigerian thing or it's an African thing. It's always that little, um, um, you know, someone who's not from your tribe, you always tend to, people always tend to attach some kind of... Stereotype. Um, yes, stereotype to to another tribe someone who's not from their tribe would be like that this person is from this person is evil evil people they tend to behave this way they are like this but at the end of the day when you get close to them you'll find out that okay this person is actually different and you know so it just it was something that was going to be a problem initially but it was just at the end of the day it wasn't a problem and uh, it, it has not been a problem because my husband's family they don't my husband doesn't converse in in his language with his parents so whenever I'm with them, it's not a problem because everyone converses in English language. Okay. And to so me, I don't converse with um, in Igbo with my people. So whenever we are all together, it's English. So there's no no one makes me feel a certain way. It's just we converse in English and it's fine with everybody. So I've never felt a certain way because I'm Igbo or because it's Edo or something. It's been okay. It's cool. Yeah, I will teach them. We'll teach them both. <laughs> They're gonna learn from their grandparents when they come. <laughs> so that's not an issue. We'll teach them both Edo um, and Igbo. So we'll teach them both of them. It shouldn't be a problem at all. Um, Lolo, actually, you know, I've been married for. 21, 29 years, and uh, my husband is in your husband is willing to teach you. He was willing to teach me his culture and make me know how to live the way they want. And he also was willing to accept some of our cultures. That he eat some of the food I cook over here. He was willing to, since I was ready to accept his culture, I did not have much problem. Even in the food, he eat some of our food that we eat that I cook while I also eat his own food. But the real problem in this is if your husband loves you, the family will always be willing to accept you. But because, because my husband loves me, the family were ready to accept me. They accepted me. And if moreover they grew in Taliban and they were used to the culture of course, the, the ethnic people. So the family accepted me. They went they they understand the culture here. So they accepted me and only had to tell me how to blend their culture with my own culture. The only problem they were having was, you know, before the marriage, they had a feeling that uh, if a woman will not stay and so forth. But when they got to know me and they see that I'm staying here, they, they have not changed their own perspective concerning the people. My children are 
my sister have really accepted the fact that they are since they go there, they know their father's place. In fact, they are more comfortable with their father's language. They want to learn father's language, although I speak my language to them. So they are more tilted to their culture than my own culture. The advice I have especially for young men. If you know you are married to somebody outside your culture, know that this marriage is for better and for worse. You should know that you have to accept the culture of your husband. Since your children no longer come from your place, they come from your husband. So you have to sit down and accept their culture and then learn how to blend your culture and their own culture. You have to make their children know where they come and how do you do it? By accepting the culture of your husband. Your children cannot be from your side. Your children come from your husband's side. So you have to learn their culture and allow your children to also learn that culture. And be willing to go to school. It's not when you go there, you say, no, you can never go to school. How would the children know where they come? Those are some married people telling us what it felt like marrying outside their ethnic groups. Madwako Austin, who is from southeastern Nigeria, and his wife, Juliet Austin, who is from Benue State, have been married for 19 years. In an interview with Trust TV's Ibrahim Ismail, they tell us how they've kept the fire burning despite the language barrier that existed among them. What brought us together is marriage. And that marriage is treated by love. First of us, love ourselves as individuals, as persons. And one further, God instituted the union and perfected it through marriage sacrament. I'm an Anglican communion. She's a Catholic while I met her. But because of the institution of marriage, we came and became one flesh. So we are one in the result of the marriage and we are still bonding till now. I met my husband like any other person. I don't need to go deep and tell you how we met. But meeting me is not a mistake. 19 years of journey is not a mistake because we met just like usual people. We started the courtship before you know because of the love that binds us together. And because God destined that two of us will be together, we got married. Ah, it's numerous. You can, there's countless challenges, of course, now. Definitely when you're coming from a different background, from Igbo extraction, southeast, that we are always thought to be a gold digger or people see us as people that are just coming to exploit opportunities. Thank God that is an English that is a general language. You know, you marry somebody that is not your language. How do people communicate? It's the only language that people understand the two people that people communicate. That was Madwaku Austin and Juliet Austin, a couple who has kept the fire burning for the past 19 years. How many young people will be willing to marry outside their ethnic groups? Well, after the break, we would find out. Do stay. and impactful stories of the day. Treated inside out with in-depth analysis to give you insight into the issues that matter. The issue of injustice needs to be addressed. We are going into hell. Why are you sending your child? Why are, you, are you that poor? Are you that hungry? Oh, we are not practicing any democracy in Nigeria. They don't deal with us well, well. Trust us on Nigeria Daily, a daily podcast from Daily Tracks to bring to you the news behind the news. So listen in, log into our website at dailytrust.com or on bossprout.com. You can also listen in on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. Follow up on Instagram and Twitter at Daily Trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. (laughs) 
You are welcome back. This is The Bearing coming to you from Daily Trust. In this episode, we're talking about inter-ethnic marriages and how it can help foster national peace. Before we went on break, we had a chat with some married people who told us what their experience in inter-ethnic marriage is. We further heard from a couple of different ethnic groups who have stayed married for 19 years and they told us what the journey was like for them. Marrying from another ethnic group, different from yours, can be likened to a coin with two sides. It has its advantages and disadvantages. How many young people are actually willing to marry outside your ethnic groups? Well, Bisola Fatoye speaks with some young people. For me, my answer is I would rather marry from my tribe, right? And I have my reasons. So I'm going to be stating those reasons. I feel it's better to marry one's tribe than, you know, marrying another. It's just my opinion. And like I said, I'll give my reasons. For for example, I'm a Yoruba man. So I'd l- love to marry a Yoruba woman. So, and because of um, a lot of things that we share in common, in terms of culture, our cultural values, and then the spoken language. You know, understand that English is a common language, but me, I don't want to go about starting to teach my wife how to speak my language, or my wife is starting to teach, has to start to teach me our own language or something, and by extension, the kids, you know. I'm not a, a, a tribal, you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not a sentimental person when it comes to tribal topics. I love every tribe, but just a personal opinion. So I'll cite an example. Let's say I want to communicate with my wife or my children somewhere around the world. Let's say US. So let's say we're in America and there's an information I want to pass to them and I don't want the people around there to know. Not just America. It can even be in Nigeria, anywhere, anywhere we find ourselves where we want to have like a private conversation. My name is Mui. I feel like I love to marry another tribe that is not mine because it is like I'll get to know what other people what other culture feels like, what they do about what what my culture does like on a reg. I'll be able to find out and the success of a marriage is not based on tribe or anything. There are a lot of same tribe marriages that have died down because of what I don't know yet. So I feel like it's not based on tribe or anything, but I, I will really love to like marry outside my tribe. My name is Kenny. And for me, well, I wouldn't say I like to marry from my tribe or like to marry from outside my tribe. For me, that doesn't really matter. What matters for me is for me to find somebody that is able to relate on a personal level you know where we have like the same beliefs we have the we're able to see things from mutual perspectives and then we both love each other and we're both committed to each other i can say okay i'm ready to marry this person so we have like the same beliefs on god we have the same beliefs on you know being visionary being hardworking, and you know wanting to live a purposeful and a driven life you know to add value and all of that so for me that's what it's really about once i see someone that can vibe with me on these frequencies then i'm good to go you know it doesn't really matter whether the person is from my tribe or from outside my tribe i really don't mind uh, my name is rose for me i'd rather marry someone from my tribe reasons is because like you already know your 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 culture and your tradition and you don't need to start learning new things and all those things so me i'm really a fan of getting married to your tribal person get so i think it's better so i'm a fan of marrying your tribe because there are some tribes that you cannot just learn about them just one one time like that they have some 
hidden, hidden, hidden things that you might not know of. And then when you get married to the person, that's when all those things will start unfolding. And then you'll be like, I wish I knew you. And there are some times that your husband or somebody cannot fight for you. You'll be on your own to reason everything together. So, but then if you are Yoruba and you, you get married to a Yoruba person, for example, you already know the things that a Yoruba person would do and and like their, their traditions and all those at least to some extent you get so i think it's better that way okay yeah i would rather marry an evil person someone from my tribe because of the language barrier you know so we train our children to speak good and fluent people together and of course understanding each other's um, tradition is more and more understandable i'll marry someone from my tribe because I love Igbo men. Igbo men are so amazing. They know how to take care of their women. They are very, they are fun to be with, whether educated or not. Especially, as I'm not saying like I'm going to marry someone that is not educated, but to be very honest, whether educated or not, there is this um, thing when it comes to um, progress, prosperity with them. Like it is more like anything they touch turns to gold. I don't know if you've heard this song that says anywhere you go, if you don't see Igbo man running. There's always no wealth. There's always no that thing. Even if the guy doesn't really have, there's tendency that you know, as this building, as he as he's growing, things are getting better. So that might somebody for my tribe. Those are some young people speaking. What are the advantages and disadvantages of intertribal marriages? Would it really foster national peace? I put this question and more to a sociologist. My name is Professor Bella Bryan uh, from the Department of Sociology by the University of Canada. Okay, the interracial marriage, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very good. And uh, you see, it's, uh, it's something which uh, can foster unity and uh, understanding among the various tribes and religions uh, in Nigeria and in other countries. And I think uh, you tend to, even if you look at it uh, from the medical angle, uh, it has been noted that uh, when you have that inter-tribal inter- inter-ethnic marriage, it tend to actually give way for more better and uh, more organized genetic uh, formation, which is more resistant to the various uh, components in the other part of the environment. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important okay. because it will bring about unity, you know, and integration of the various cultures, you know, of the various races and so on and so forth. Okay, so why do we have, most of the times, you, like we spoke to some families who, and the, one of them stated it clearly that the the um, husband's family kicked against her, her getting married to her husband because she was from South South. She was Ijo and he was Bagi from Kaduna State. So why do we have such, you know, controversies happening? You know, there's always a certain perception. You can't get married to this tribe or you can't get married to that tribe. Why do you think that exists for a country that has over 250 ethnic groups? The reason has to do with our own social, cultural, and religious orientation. Okay. You know, that kind of uh, resistance. You know, if you look at it, the various elements that made of Nigerian society are a kind of, it's a kind of closed network of uh, culture. Each of the individual can take house and evil in Europe and we tend to promote the value of closed, you know, social network. So that is why you have that particular dimension of the resistance. And I think it also has to do with the history of Nigeria, mm. the way we acted over a period of time. How is it? And uh, you see, I, I think this problem started essentially after even the Nigerian civil war. Prior to that, there has been a kind of ethnic integration, ethnic exchange between that particular social relations that made of Nigeria. But after much of that particular civil war, that is when we have a few, we experience the agent. So I think 
it has to be one with the nature, you understand, the history of Nigeria, and then the, the kind of political stature in Nigeria. How do you understand? The, the, the political elite of Nigeria tend to promote the issue of division rather than integration in their own action, in the policy that is made in Nigeria. So I think that also is carried into the social cultural aspect of the social level of the people. Oh. That is the foundation of that of people. So let's... And then over time, mm. it becomes like cultural. People are used to marrying, you understand, popular cultures that are close to, for instance, a house will more likely marry a Fulani or a house because they are more or less to understand together. However, how to feel so this is somebody from South, South, or South is more likely to marry each other, one another, and so on and so forth. And but, that politics of division, you know, that we have primordial politics, that sentimental politics that we have been, that have been going on in life, has now crept into our religion and into our own cultural practice. So it's a major, so it creates a line of uh, resistance you know, between the, the, the various ethnic groups. Especially the larger ethnic group. So you find out a Yoruba or how someone is marrying from minority tribes mm-hmm. rather than marrying from these large ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. So this is the major problem. So how can we beat this now? You know, we know that it happens, but we know that it takes. Um, you know, when they say I fight against all odds, my marriage had to beat the odds of our society and our culture. So how can this be encouraged without looking like you're struggling and fighting against all odds to get married to someone you really love? How can we encourage cultures and ethnic yeah, groups? I think, uh, we, we the issue is that it has, there has to be mass, mass enlightenment. Okay. And I think that can be deliberate and it can be otherwise. Otherwise, in the sense that you, you look at it carefully, the element of modernization and the westernization is actually created into Nigerian space. So with that now, especially look at this issue of uh, social media. You know, the various issues uh, of social media through which individuals can meet one another and become friends. And through that way, you can see that most of the international marriages that are going on now are a product of that particular culture. So that space, that technological space, I think is also encouraging that. And that the modernization, whether we like it or not, with modernization and combination of Western education and enlightenment, is going to actually solve that particular problem. However, deliberate policy and deliberately mass media can play a role, and even religious organizations and the cultural organizations, when you understand, when they promote that enlightenment and the value, the orientation toward that, I think uh, that actually, and nowadays you can see that. You know, more and more inter-ethnic and inter-religious marriages are actually taking place nowadays. So the the situation has uh, uh, greatly improved compared to, let's say, uh, like 20, 20 years ago. That was Professor Bello Ibrahim, a sociologist, speaking. Tribe or not, Nigeria is one. And the foundation of marriage is understanding and love. God bless Nigeria. This is where we draw the curtain on this episode of The Bearing. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to everyone who contributed to making this program successful. The Bearing is a Daily Trust production and you can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com, bossprouts.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio by simply searching for Nigeria Daily. You can also listen on NAS FM, it's 9.9 in Yola, Unity FM 93.3 in Jos, Padegi Radio 90.1 in Mina and Sawaba FM 104.9 in Hadija. Now, if you intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily or if you have questions or comments, call us or send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390 or you can reach us via social media handles on Instagram and Twitter at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. My name is Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.